This is Dare Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Hallmark. This is my space to talk about all things Hallmark Channel movies, TV shows, and stuff. And we are on the final two episodes of season four of Chesapeake Shores. We have made it. Next week is season five, staying alive in the beehive and anything else that rhymes with that. (laughs) But let's first talk about these two episodes because... I need y'all to make sense of what I just watched. Um, Let's start with episode five. Actually, we're just going to go by siblings and cover both episodes. Kevin and Sarah is the most simple one. Throughout both episodes, they talk about how they want to have kids. Kevin gives this funny analogy about a football team, just the offense, you know, and Kevin realizes how much it costs to have kids. And in the season finale, Sarah's family is up from Philly for up, down, comes down to no, up. Yeah, I was right because Philly is north. (laughs) So Sarah's family is down from Philly and she realizes how much she misses her family. And so Kevin offers to spend Christmas with them. And, you know, they just have a compromise and they're just so cute. So you, they, they just provide little cutesy moments throughout the episodes. And there's not really much. Yeah, there's not really much with them with these last two episodes. Next, let's talk about our man, Connor. So, well, actually, no, let's go with Jess and David because they are they are our other cute couple. So Jess and David are a week away from the B&B opening. The power is out. They don't have everything set up, but yet somehow the dates got misconstrued on the website and there are actually people staying there a week before. <laughs> and so they're like, what is going on? But they they managed and um, by the at the end of episode five, we see David putting in a drawer a stuffed unicorn and a dust bag with something in it. And I'm like, oh, that's a ring. And then in episode six, the season finale, when they are doing the grand opening of the end and doing the ribbon cutting, they forgot the scissors. So Jess goes to find scissors and she finds the ring. And so she's like, oh my gosh, she doesn't know what to do. And so throughout the whole episode, every time David bent down or said, can I ask you a question? She always thought that it was going to be like, that was the moment where he was going to propose. And another plot line that happened like while she's trying to figure out when he's going to propose is that it was found out that they were operating the B&B because they were... They were hosting those guests. They actually hosted them illegally because their official occupancy license didn't come in until a week later. So they were trying to fight the fine that was given to them. And I think Jess fed the guy some bogus story about love or something like that. I don't know. But I feel like she did the same thing with that she tried to do with the, the, the couple who was trying to buy the B&B. But the way David proposed, I don't want to spoil it in case, like, for those of you who actually want to go back and watch it. The way he proposed was so cute. And they are just, like, they are literally 
the epitome of cotton candy at this point. It's just like, how much can you take? They are so cute. They are so cute. And so that covers really both episodes five and six with David and Jess and Kevin and Sarah. So let's, and now let's go. Oh, also Brie is another one that doesn't have much going on. She, she's just, you know, her play is coming up. The one about her and Simon. And she's really trying to find herself because she's written her novel and her play that were about significant times in her life. She now has to realize who she is beyond that. And in the season finale, we see her being courted by courted by an agent and she ends up accepting and that agent gets her a gig in London where her play will do a run in London. So Brie is off to London, ladies and gents. <sighs> oh, Abby. Oh, Connor. Mm. Let's start off with our homie Connor. So Connor is trying, He it seems like he's trying to find himself as a lawyer. He helps Abby out with her case doing research, but he's still benched at his uncle's firm from the, the thing that he pulled towards the earlier episodes in the season. And he's just like, I, I know I can offer so much more. So, but I love that he's making strides. Like he is not the same Connor that we met in season one. He's no longer angry. Like he's really being intentional with being there for his siblings and for his parents, which as we talked about last week was a bone of contention between him and Danielle. And so it's been confirmed in this episode that him and Danielle are over. There is no more relationship with that. And he seems to miss her a little bit. But um, he realizes that there is another law firm, actually the law firm that he was, <laughs> that was opposite him, that he was going against in said case, offered him a job, but he turned it down. And now he's going back and saying, you need me, blah, 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 blah. And so the test that he gives her, the test that he gives her is that he had 48 hours to look over a case that they lost and find out where they went wrong. And it's while he's at Sally's that he gets a epiphany um, based off of something that grandmom said. Grandmom's just cute going in and out of these episodes, cooking for people, giving them advice. I love her. I love Gran. And he actually finds out what is wrong with that like where they messed up and so she offers him the position he takes it but guess what so he at first offered his help to dad because you know dad is still going through his case with Dilfer and dad's just like no 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 right however and up in the season finale dad realizes like he can't he realizes how prideful he was being and that he needed help um, and so Abby was sitting right next to him. And then he asked Abby, he was like, would you be willing to help me for a little bit for this? Connor finds out because him and Abby are just chopping it up. And, you know, Connor said, oh, dad asked you to help, you know, and you could tell he felt some some sort of way. And I was just like, oh, oh, Connor. Oh, Connor. So that's what kind of fueled him to even go back to that other law firm and 
you know, pressure them to give him a position and then him take that case. And he had 48 hours to turn it around. And then so he accepted the position. But how about dad and Uncle Thomas were talking and apparently Uncle Thomas is going to make him first chair. He was going to make him first chair in a case called the Hubert case. And while they're sitting at Sarah and Kevin's wedding reception in the season finale, dad was like, hey, I heard about the Hubert case. And Connors are like, what are you talking about? He was like, yeah, uh, Thomas, Uncle Thomas was going to make you first chair. And then you just see Connor just like, what? And that's kind of the last we see of Connor. So we don't know how season five is going to open or what's going to transpire by the time episode one of season five starts. I'm very curious is because now Connor is literally in a like he has so many directions he can go. Dad, like he asked dad for if he could help. Dad said no. But then he asked Abby. And so now he's at this other law firm because he feels like he's being benched. But yet his uncle was finna put him in the game so like I there's just so much going on and we I don't what what do we do what do we do um a little bit with mom mom just decided she's going to pick up painting you know exploring more of her interests her and dad are getting a little bit more touchy-feely which we love to see we love to see another thing with Jess I forgot to mention in episode five, Jess was asking everyone's opinions of what they think mom and dad, you know, what they think about mom and dad getting back together. That is a thread that weaves itself throughout the last two episodes. Um, I'm curious to see how that expands in season five, because I feel like we're just beginning to see mom and dad, you know, like the the bud is beginning to to open, you know, so we'll we'll see what more the siblings have to say come the first episode of season five. And also, I feel like, why is Bree's store never busy? I feel like almost, almost every time we see her in her store, it's all like she's always sitting on the sofa. There's nobody there. I'm thinking, how is she able to keep this store running? I mean, she is getting money from her novel with it being a best selling novel and all. And she's also. You know, I don't know what kind of cut it looks like for her play financially, but I'm just thinking, how is this woman having a thriving business with no customers? (laughs) But in any event, okay, here we go. Abby and Trace. In episode five, Abby has her deposition because she's being sued for the, the, the Porter Fund. And she's just like, I don't care what you say. You can try to threaten me with whatever you can, but I've been enjoying my life with my daughters and having this free time. I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. And I think that's where we are. I feel like Abby is now kind of testing the water, seeing what it is she wants to do because she's been working for capital management for so long. And so getting that proposal from dad to work for him full time Now that's something that she's thinking about in terms of her career in both episodes five and six. She still hasn't made a decision yet, but I, from what I gathered from the little bits of previews that I remember from last summer, I think she ends up working for him, but I can't be too sure. So she's, you know, that's what's going on in her career. But can I say, I'm really beginning to like Jay. 
I really like what Grayson Holt brings to this whole dynamic. He seems so, he's so fun. And I love their little inside joke of the juice box because that's how they met. And like whenever they have maybe a hard moment, they, instead of drinking wine or liquor, like they drink juice boxes. Like, I just think that's so darling and so cute. And I also love the scene where after her deposition, he, she meets him on like at a picnic and something and so he goes into his bag and she's like I don't think this is a juice box moment and he's like neither did I and he pulls out a wine bottle and two glasses I just thought that was so cute so I think we have something here between Abby and Jay but here is where I lost it and I had to pause it and I may be getting ahead of myself but I need to speak about this now because we're talking about Abby. So Trace is minding his guitar playing business, singing his little heart out because he misses Abby. Because at this point, um, him and Emma, I don't know what they're doing. Emma expressed that she liked him, but he's just like, you want to go out to lunch? So I don't know if he's making a commitment or not. Or not. But apparently they're hanging out with each other. And he sees her... Abby and Jay and you can tell like oh it's like it's so awkward it hurts it literally hurts you can tell how hurt he is you can tell how um hurt or how much Abby still misses Trace like there's still something there it's still so awkward between the two of them and so Trace's manager comes back into town and he's like I want you to produce Emma's single let's build you a recording studio and at the bridge and get you a single and get this girl a single made. And Trace is like, I don't know if I want to do that. And he just encourages Emma to go to Nashville, talks to her about all of the people that he trusts. This is who you need to talk to, blah, 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 blah. I just, I'm like, are they dating or what? Like, what is, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And then things between Trace and Mick are getting a little a bit contentious because Mick hasn't been paying attention to the to the club because of the lawsuit that he has going on which I don't know if he's told Trace about cuz Trace is like yo I'm here and now that I'm here you're not like what's going on but let's go to the last episode of the season finale this is how season 4 ends so like I said Trace is singing his little heart out on his guitar at the beach. And this is a place where Abby comes to clear her head. And she was going there to clear her head. She sees Trace there. She's dumbfounded that he's there. She hears him singing, knows probably that it's about her. And so he turns around and is like, Abby, what's like, what are you doing here? She was like, I'm just here to clear my head. And he's, he, you know, lets his heart out. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still fighting for us. I'm not giving up on us. And she steps closer to him. I'm, she's like, Trace. And he just kisses her. Smack dab on her mouth. And she kisses him back. And they are going at it for the rest of, like, those last moments of the episode. And they're hugging. And I'm, at first, I paused it as soon as he kissed her. And I was like, you've got to be joking. And then I played it. And I was like, for sure, Jay is going to show up and he doesn't, which means that Abby's going to have to tell him that she kissed Trace if she wants to have a future with Jay. 
because she was just so she was like you, you know Trace is my past I don't have any feelings for Trace blah 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 and here you are kissing him help 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 no I was I was like no just no just no 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 I don't want it because then he's about to leave like what this makes me even more confused with how he leaves because at first I'm like okay maybe he's going to go to Nashville with Emma now I don't know I don't know what's going to become of Trace I just don't know anything anymore and I'm ugh 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 so we'll see what happens in season five. So with Jess and David, we have a wedding to plan. With Kevin and Sarah, we got kids to have. With Bree, she's going to be gallivanting apart, um, a, 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 a gallivanting through the European streets. Connor's going to be out here taking names and numbers as a lawyer. We have um, uh, Abby. What is she going to do about Trace and Jay? Is she going to work for dad? Trace is staying, but yet he's not because he's leaving. So, um, y'all, we are on some very shaky ground. And I'm so excited to get into it next week with with episodes one and two of season five. So, with that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Dear Hallmark. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast um, and leave a rating or a review if you're listening via Apple or Spotify. And be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm very excited about the shows that I have coming up for you guys um, towards the end of the month and even into April. We're going to have lots of fun. Um, spring has sprung and spring into love is starting this weekend. We're going to get more into it tomorrow with my review of a honeymoon to remember, but make sure you guys subscribe so you can keep up with my thoughts and be sure if you have thoughts, I want to know what you think as well. There is a link in the show notes, um, where you can leave a voice message. You're able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts and I'll play it here on the podcast and we can like have a dialogue or I can just not pay it, play it on the podcast if you don't want me to. Just let me know. <laughs> in any event, thank you guys so much. And I look forward to getting into season five with you guys next week.